Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. And now we will have our our sponsors. All right, looking forward to talking about Firestarter here. But first, uh, we want to thank the Bubble Laundry Co. Sick and tired of schlepping your laundry around? Can you even find enough open washing machines? Well, you can at the Bubble Laundry Company. You've heard about the new machines. You can wash up to eight baskets of laundry in one load. Don't wreck your washer trying to wash your comforters. Drop your big down comforters for a professional clean. Or check out their drop-off services. Get your laundry washed, dried, and folded with a 24-hour turnaround time, and they'll text you when it's done. Bubble Laundry Company uses Ecolab products for those greasy, dirty rags, aprons, coveralls, and more. Quit schlepping your laundry all over town. Get it done and get out in an hour. Bubble Laundry Company, 1401 12th Avenue South in Grand Forks. Check them out at the web, on the web at uh, bubblelaundryco.com or call 701-800-3084. Yep, uh... Get your laundry done in the time it takes to watch Firestarter. Oh, yeah. As long as Drew Barrymore doesn't let your clothes on fire first. Well, you know, basically this this movie is about the government and experiments that the government did called MKUltra, if I remember my, my, my research right. And yeah. M- MKUltra was basically where they were testing psychedelic psychedelic and hallucinogenic drugs on people to see if it can make people have like telekinesis pyrokinesis things like that um so in the, in the movie girl, they called it the shop in the 84 version anyway they, you know not not to get off off topic right away but they called the um in lawnmower man the company was called the shop too oh really huh. i know they had another uh version of uh, uh like a acronym for the group to uh, dsi Department of Scientific Intelligence, I think, they were referred to a few times throughout. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't think your microphone is working. Yeah. We've been having problems with that. Here, hold on one second. I see myself show up on the levels. Test one, two. Check, check, check. Here, just use use this one. Here we go. Do a little switcheroo there. Alrighty. Oh, yeah, there we go. Just repeat what you said. But uh, yes, so yeah, I was saying yeah, the the shop was also referred to in this movie as a DSI, uh, Department of Scientific Intelligence. So that was another one they were kind of referring to them as there. So, um, but yeah, yeah, this was this was a, this was quite a trippy movie. This was this it kind of started off really weird with their origin story. How what did you think of that and how they developed their powers? I I really didn't have time to watch the movie, but I have correlations to other movies mm-hmm. that sound like this i'm sorry if i'm not prepared for this but yeah no so you know you had um heather locklear and then i I don't know who the male actor's name was um i don't know if you got there yeah uh, yeah i have it here uh david keith david keith Mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah so the two of them they you know go into this you know uh testing thing where you know they're getting a drug they don't know what it's going to do Kind of like, kind of like doing a prac study. Well, yeah, and she gets pregnant, and yep. So, so yeah. Then Drew Barrymore, she's uh, the product of those two after they have taken this, and when they're in there, there are some people that are like their eyes are bleeding and it's killing them. But these two, they're just looking at each other and reading each other's minds. So, um, they don't really say too much about it, except I think that uh, both Heather Locklear and the dad, they can control people's minds but how drew barrymore ended up becoming a fire starter it's kind of like a a weird twist on that i guess 
Well, you know, this is a Stephen King movie and book. Mm-hmm. But Stephen King has, hasn't been uh, too, you know, not, I don't even know the word I'm trying to use, but a lot of his books involve stuff like this, like The Shining, um, Carrie. Carrie was telekinetic. Oh, like involving like psychic powers kind of? Yeah, yeah, involving psychic powers. Yeah, and, you know, I remember when this movie came out, and it, I believe it came out in 84, mm-hmm. and I just loved this movie when I was a kid. I thought it would be so cool to be, you know, be able to, like, shoot fireballs from your hands and stuff. Oh, and, my gosh. And then my uh, daughter, she came up to me, and she said, yeah, there's a movie called Firestarter coming out. And I was like, oh, that's funny, because I, you know, enjoyed this one when I was a kid, and she didn't know about the original, obviously. So the new one is going to be released on the 13th, I think, of this month. And I got to say, I'm thinking that they're going to ruin it because the, the 84 version, the acting is so good in there. You know, it's got a good storyline. Um, and I, I'm just thinking that the new one that they're going to push out is they're going to try to make it too comic bushy, comic bushy, comic, what do you bookie. Say? comic bookie and, you know, to, to like special effects, like trying to make her like a superhero type of deal. Well, you, you know, it's this is also, you know, for your fans out there who like Stranger Things. This is like eleven, but without the egos. Oh, I oh. guess, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good comparison, yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely do a really good job at portraying a young, uh, like I think seven or eight year old Drew Barrymore as like just like the ultimate, uh, yeah, do not mess with. Because there's a couple of good scenes where she pretty much torches an entire squad of DSI or uh, uh, the shop members, where they they just go up in flames and. Yeah, I'm like, wow, they got. I'm surprised they got away with this. <laughs> because, well, here, here, here's the thing about it, you know. Um, same thing happened at the end of Carrie too. Also, you know, they just get revenge. You know. Yeah, and the pyrotechnics in this movie are just for when it came out. They're just amazing. I mean, I, for the special effects of that time, I mean, this was way. Way above, I think. Yeah, there's there's a couple of scenes that really stood out to me. Aside from Drew Barrymore lighting a whole squad of the shop goons on fire, uh, that was pretty awesome. Like fireballs everywhere, them just just lighting up in flames. And then then there's another scene later on where, uh, uh, like Drew Barrymore, like I remember when I, I thought I first saw this in 1999 with the Matrix. You know, bullet time, stopping slow motion bullets. But I guess they have this in Firestarter where Drew Barrymore stops the bullets with with mind control. And uh, and you know. If, you know, if the Matrix was just, you know, just blowing us away in 1999 with that tech. I can only imagine what theater goers saw. I, I don't, did you remember that sticking out to you when you first saw it, Paul? Well, yeah. So, you, I mean, you said that uh, she did it like, with her mind power. But I see, when I th- uh, saw it, I thought that the bullets, like she had such heat coming off of her that the bullets couldn't penetrate the, the heat. I was thinking maybe it might have been a combination of both where she inherited her parents' mind control and stuff, and then also with a combination of, like, you know, like maybe some kind of flame shield kind yeah. of thing know, like that. You know, you know, you were talking about the, the flaming bullets and things like that, um, and that being pretty, pretty uh, you know, good for that era. Does any, has anyone, you know, we talked about Ernest a couple weeks ago. Has anybody ever seen Ernest goes to jail after he gets electrocuted in the electric chair? And he's, like, shooting, like, lightning bolts out of his oh, fingers gosh. and things like that? It's been a long time. A long, long time. The Ernest movies kind of blend together after a while. Until we uh, talked about Ernest Scared Stupid, that was the first time I, I've seen an Ernest movie in many years. But, but, you know, 
Stephen King is a genius. Um, Stranger Things by the Doofers, though, is probably the closest thing that I've I've seen to Firestarter in a long time. Um, the Doofers, you know, Stephen King was like their idol mm-hmm. for writing. And uh, as I was stating earlier about the MK Ultra experiments during the Cold War, so yeah, you know, and then um, well, the, so obviously we haven't seen the new one yet because it hasn't come out, but. The one with Drew Barrymore, you know, she's trying to, they're trying to teach her how to kind of control her powers. And, you know, she's having a hard time, like, pulling the the fire back because that's how she ended up, like, I think she either hurt her mom or killed her mom by not being able to control it. it, it they don't really say specifically, yeah. but the dad comes home and, uh, like, she's trying to find his because they show Drew Barrymore in a flashback. There's mm-hmm. a couple flashbacks where they show her like learning her powers, and she hurts her mom, like lights her oven mitts on fire because she's talking back to her mom. But then, uh, then the dad comes back uh, sometime later, coming home from work or whatever, and uh, you know she's sees uh, the daughter's kidnapped, and then the the wife's just was killed, but like in the closet for whatever reason. And I don't know if it was implied that Drew killed her or that the DSI uh, got to her first, and uh, and like. Because then the dad tracks tracks down uh, Drew Barrymore and, and and rescues her from uses the mind control to tell the guards and makes the makes the guards blind yeah. <laughs> in a pretty freaky scene. But that was kind of an interesting dynamic. Like the first half of the movie is like they're explaining the origin story while kind of uh, interchangeably they're, they're on the run for the first half of the movie, and then the second half is you know eventually the DSI or the shop they catch up to them and they, they put them through all these experiments. So how how did you like that where they switch things up in the second half? Yeah, no, I thought that was really cool because, I mean, well, you got Martin Sheen. Yes. Who's like, it's so weird to see him in this movie because he's so young. I wrote that down too in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, what? one of the things that they said in there that was interesting is that, you know, right now she has an undeveloped um, pituitary gland. And so when she becomes fully developed, who knows if she could, you know, crack the earth in half with a, with a thought. So well, here, here's, here's a funny thing about it. We were talking about Friday the 13th uh, about a month and a half ago. And there's actually a Friday the 13th, I think it was called The New Blood. And they call it basically Carrie versus Jason. Because this lady has telekinetic powers. So, you know, there's a lot of horror movies and stuff like that out there about psychic powers and psychokinesis and telekinesis and pyrokinesis. Yeah, it's like a really good sh- sub-genre of horror. They could really, yeah, like, like you just mentioned, all those examples there. There's a lot of good stuff they can dive into and, and probably go in all new different directions. I don't know. Hopefully this new Firestarter, hopefully it's not a it's not a big old fail. But uh, Well, you know, not to be rude to Stephen King or anything like that, because he's one of my idols, but the new Pet Cemetery sucked. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, and one of the things that I I can already kind of see that, why I don't think this will be as good either is because if you notice like um, Drew Barrymore in this movie, she's probably, what would you say? Like five, maybe six years old around there. Yeah. And it looks like the new one. I mean, they got her like 12, 13 years old. Oh yeah. Well, she, she, you know, she looks like ET era Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, this is what right within a year we're, we're talking before the show here about within a year of ET. I want to say ET was 83, I think. And this is 84. So, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, yeah, early, early era Drew Barrymore. And uh, um, 
I guess like I'm kind of curious on what you think of the thoughts of one character we haven't talked about in this film is like the orderly, the 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 guy they chat. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Isn't he the guy who like tries to help her escape? Yeah, or yeah. He tries to trick Drew Barrymore while Drew Barrymore is trapped and she's under or imprisoned and undergoing all these tests to develop her powers by the shop. Uh, the guy George Scott, his name of his character, and there's John Rainbeard, and uh, like you know he's pretending to be Drew Barrymore's friend and, uh, and eventually betray her just so she he could kind of convince her to go along with the tests and the promise to eventually so she could see his dad because they have his dad trapped in another trapped in another room on the compound and they they really kind of go all out with his character <laughs> yeah um he says that uh, the reason that he's even going to help too is because once uh they're done with their tests he's gonna hit her in the nose shattering the bone fragments into her head and killing her, and then he's going to take her power into the afterlife with him. Yeah, they... they so he was kind of a crazy dude. They, they, they make sure that guy gets the ultimate antagonist treatment and ultimately his ultimate comeuppance. <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, this, this movie and movies like it are basically, you know, like what the government will do to make weapons. Yeah. And, it, you know, as I as stated before, Lawnmower Man, another perfect film about... You know, using good things to make weapons. Yeah, and yeah, and that, that's exactly what I think they're trying to do with you know the fire starter here. And yeah. when I was doing a little research on George Scott, his character, or just George Scott's back, I had no idea about this. This has got to be pretty rare for the Oscars. But I guess you know, you mentioned Patton; he won Best Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. And but he refused to accept the award due to feeling he wasn't uh, up to the level of quality from the other nominees. So he just had uh, like one of the producers of the movie accepted on his behalf, but then the but uh, John Rainbird he was still like no give the award back I don't want it so he so the producer gave the award back to the Academy oh yeah so just a random fact and then I, I guess I wanted to mention too we're we're talking about kind of being a little perplexing Martin Sheen so young and. This is coming a few years after, uh, you know, in Ant-Man, they have some of the CG flashbacks where they CG young, uh, uh, CG digitize how young he is and some flashbacks in there. So that kind of had, that kind of got me a little tripped up there a couple of times. I don't know if you remember that. Martin um, Sheen, I really like him. He played in an episode of Tales from the Crypt where he was a magician. Okay. And, you know, you could see he was young in that. That would have been a long time ago. Isn't Martin Sheen Charlie Sheen's father? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Emilio Estevez. Really? Yep. He's Emilio Estevez's father, too? Yeah, Emilio Estevez ch- changed his name. Really? W- w- <laughs> wanted to rise above the Sheen uh, last... Kind of like Nicolas Cage. And it's so weird, because when you see Martin Sheen you know, in this movie, he looks so much like Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get the two confused sometimes when I see him. I just got to realize what they're part of. Yeah, Martin Sheen's, he's kind of, the way I always, always tell him different, it's, it's kind of like short and fat now. It, yeah, yeah. Is Martin Sheen kind of like the Gary Busey of the Sheens? Mm, well, yeah. I don't know. Charlie Sheen has done some pretty outrageous stuff over the years, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they both You kinda... can see where I'm coming from. Yes. Char- Gary Busey. Oh, gosh, Gary Busey. That guy, yeah, we can do a whole episode on that guy. <laughs> so what did you think of the, uh, the sound effects when the dad is doing the mind control? Oh, yeah, he's, just, he's got the whole... Yeah. And the yeah, the whole wow, 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 yes. wow. <laughs> makes the cab driver thinks uh, one dollar bill is a five hundred dollar bill. That was yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> since, since I really haven't seen this movie in a long time, is there any scenes with sensory deprivation in it? What do you mean? I don't, 
like like are you talking about like kind of like just like deceiving someone to see into seeing something else and what there no, really sense, is sensory deprivation is basically where they put them in a uh like a, a chamber and they can't see they can't hear they can't mm. speak no no they didn't do anything like that i don't this. think so yeah. I, I know they did something like that and uh and uh stranger things with 11 oh yeah yeah, and I could definitely see kind of the correlation between this and, and Stranger Things. Yeah, like the way they use a... Well, I guess, you know, both being set... Well, obviously, uh, at the uh, Firestarter taking place in the present time at that time in the 80s, and then uh, Stranger Things taking place right around the early 80s also, right? Stranger Things is yeah. set in. I've only seen the first season, so... And well, Strang- all- Stranger Things also had something similar to the shop, too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Or the DSI, I guess. Like yeah, I don't remember that. what it's called, but... I wanted to make sure to give a shout out to the director, also Mark Lester. Uh, he directed one of my favorite action movies of all time, uh, Commando. So big, big shout out to Mark Lester. I, I kind of looked up his IMDb to see what other stuff he directed. I guess he had a few other big hits in the '80s uh, with a uh, Class of '99 and Shadow and Little Tokyo. But after that, like he still directed well into the 2000s, but it was a lot of more straight to video kind of low, low, uh, lower uh, budget stuff. So, but he hung around for a long time, still remained prolific. So. There's a lot of there's a lot of directors who are like that. Like you got Charles Band, you got the Chiotos. Um I don't think the Chiotos are making anything new, but uh, just, I know Charles Band is. Just kind of like a couple early hits and then just kind of just stuck to doing whatever they wanted, not not going after that big Hollywood uh hit again. Well, you know, there's so many different directors out there, you know. You got your your art your art school stuff like Tarantino. You got your splatter like Charles Band, Eli Roth. You know. Well, I'm looking forward to you know maybe going and checking out the new one in the theater next week, and then um, on our big screens and TV streams we can cover that, and we do that on Wednesdays at two. Yep. Yeah, and then so you know we can kind of do a a recap of what we thought of the new one compared to, you know, the 84 version. Um, Compare so. and contrast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you happen to see it to you're, you're welcome, man. Yeah. Join us. It'll be uh make a big old fire starter special. Actually, I, I hate going to theaters. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But I guess I will say that the Rotten Tomatoes for this, it was kind of mixed. Uh, the critics gave it a 37% aggregate score. Really? Yeah, only 37% of critics gave it good reviews. And audience approval was a little higher, 53% of audience uh, approval. Uh, the box office did pretty decent, though. It had a $12 million budget, but had a $17.1 million box office. So. That's five, $5.1 million more than it was expected. Yeah, I wonder why the reviews were not so great on it, because I thought this movie was just fan. I mean, I thought the acting, everything was fantastic in this. I'm, I'm wondering if, it's, if this was a year after E.T., maybe like people weren't expecting this much of a different genre from uh, Drew Barrymore, maybe. Maybe that had a little something to do with it. Well, and then, you know, you got to realize it's a Stephen King movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it gets a definite thumbs up for me, so. Well, if I remember if I remember the movie right, I'd give it a thumb up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- really good recommendation on this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is uh, Iki Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. We're trying to make Grand Forks have a personality again, so. Thank you for properties. Thanks thank to Executive Properties. It may be time for you to ask for help. You should call your friends at Executive Properties and Construction 
Our team offers over 30 years of experience, so you know your project will be in great hands with us. From outdoor projects such as decks, siding, and concrete work, to indoor projects like bathroom remodels, kitchens, flooring, and more, we can do it all. Call or email us today to get a head start on your spring projects for 2022. For all your general contractor needs, call Executive Properties or check out their website at www.executiveproperties.org or call them up at 701-330-1273.